I'm Advocate Aisha Tairi, the SEBOL founder. Thank you to the SEBOL Alumni National Executive Committee, the President, um, for allowing me this wonderful opportunity to address this question. How do, you, do we find strength when we are enduring hardships? I would submit that there is no one solution, there is no one answer. What I do is particular to me and I've defined mental processes that, that truly work for me and that is the following. If this heinous occasion arises, I allow myself to feel the pain, I acknowledge how horrific it is and I don't fixate on that, I allow the context to to surround me and that context is gratitude and grace so through gratitude and grace i allow this horrific occasion to propel me forward so that i and and with support in line with what Tint Abafazi, what Tint Mbukodo, when you strike a woman, you touch a rock. So as one rock is, is struck, the other rocks in that cliff join and we are all propelled forward to clear the path so that the light shines through. So with this support system, I embrace this heinous moment and acknowledge that it is not one moment it, that will define me and I don't reside in that particular moment and allow that moment and that one horrific act to be who I am. So I open myself to so much more in the context of the support system, what Tintaba Fazi, what Tintumbukodo, in the context of grace and gratitude and I allow this hardship to, to shape me so that my diamond light can sparkle in my world and as far as this light can reach. My name is Tabang Mokhatle, uh, an admitted attorney based in Johannesburg, uh, a Sabwal alumni and now a luminary of the Sabwal um, organization. So the two questions I'll be answering, well the first one is who is a female that has inspired me? Um, I must say that Justice uh, Nontlandla Mklandla of the Constitutional Court, uh, she's one of the 11 uh, official justices at the Con Court, is my female inspiration. Um, if you know anything about Justice Mklandla's story, she uh, spent 12 years um, running her own practice um, somewhere in the Eastern Cape faithfully diligently doing so at no great reward and in order to make ends meet and raise her child she would sell tupperware on the side but she showed up to the job faithfully faithfully diligently on a daily basis and um, yeah i think the lesson to take from her story is there is no one way or one path to success and the key and the formula is being consistent it's showing up it's remaining committed um 
and so yes an, an inspiration for me um, the other question or the other point I'd like to touch on is what makes us as female leaders or what do I believe is a quality that makes a female leader stand out um, I think in an unfortunately very patriarchal world we live in women have been taught that in order to rise in the ranks of, the, of leadership in any space they need to um, forego their, their, their unique feminine qualities um, and I think this is such an unfortunate um, an unfortunate way that we've learned to do things. I think what makes us unique as leaders, as women, um, is the ability to bring um, a sense of empathy, a sense of um, creating um, community. Women are very good in building uh, community, but women um, also understand. Um, I think we see beyond just what is on the surface of either a person or a situation, our intuition, um, our, our social people skills, our ability to take a little and make it go a long way, are beautiful qualities of what makes a woman, not just a woman, but particularly a woman leader, a successful woman leader. And my hope um, as a woman, an aspiring um, a woman in the justice space, um, but also um, in many other areas of my life, that we continue to, to unashamedly and boldly bring those qualities to wherever we are, we are called to lead. Um, my name is Cleopatra Mahwa and I'm the Sabul Alumni President. Today I would like to speak about the strength of women what it means to be a strong woman and how we as women should embrace the strength in any space that we occupy. One of my favorite quotes is, here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. These 16 words sum up exactly what it's like to be a woman nowadays. We are still facing challenges for equal representation. We are still grasping for equal access to resources and we are still demanding equal respect. They often say that women must be strong and that in order to be considered as a strong woman, a woman must behave in a certain way. But what does that even mean and who are they to be saying this? Do they even know what it's like to be a woman? I mean, even if it is a woman that is saying this, why do they ask us to be something that we already are as women? The real truth is strength comes naturally to women, but it is impossible for one to respect strength if they do not understand what it truly means to be strong. Because women have been strong from the beginning of time. And there is plenty of historic evidence to support the fact that women are naturally strong. South African history is full of strong women of all races. Charlotte Matlake, Rahima Musa, Helen Sussman, Adelaide Tambo, and all those amazing women that staged a march on the union buildings in Pretoria in order to protest against the proposed amendments to the Urban Areas Act on the 9th of August 1956. In Susotu, we say, which simply translates to a woman holds the knife by the sharper end. These Mbogotos that we celebrate every year during Women's Month did exactly that. They stood up and did what needed to be done. Let's take a look at the Bible. It's full of strong women. Ruth, Rachel, Deborah, Esther, Hannah, Eve, and many, many more. Okay, well, Eve isn't the most upstanding woman in the Bible. She's certainly one of the most influential. It takes strength to be influential, right? 
Eve had to fall from grace in order for all of us to appreciate the important lesson about making mistakes in life and learning from them. Perfection is therefore not a requirement when it comes to a woman's strength because no one is perfect. Let's look at the Quran. It is also full of historically strong women. Maryam, Sarah, Hawa, Hajira, Asiya, and many, many more. Asiya represents the ideal of virtue as one of the most outstanding women of the world. She married Pharaoh as a sacrifice for her people but never consummated the marriage. She was a strong woman with strong convictions and that strength came naturally to her. International history books also feed us stories about every strong woman that ever lived. Women like Joan of Arc and Marilyn Monroe. One was a fighter, soldier and a noble woman. The other was the beauty that was, the face of every young man's epitomized dream of a woman. But most people have never even heard of Lady Godiva. She was a woman in the 12th century who had something that she stood for. She was ordinary looking and was a congressman's wife. Nobody in her time listened to her. Not even her own husband. He certainly did not take her seriously. And he did not even consider anything she said or suggested. And his usual reply to her was, the only time I would ever listen to you is if you rode through town naked. And she did exactly that. She rode through town naked, Lady Godiva. The ordinary, everyday woman changed perceptions with her act of courage. She stood up for the women of her time, and this paved the way for the women of the future to be heard. This causes one to wonder why it is that she is not the poster woman for strength. That is because people do not see strength in the average. Women bring different kinds of qualities to everything that they do. They work hard, they persevere, because it's not easy to be a woman. In fact, it is tough to be a woman and then we are asked to be tough when we go through so much. Many men would argue that they too go through situations. Yes, indeed everyone goes through situations, but women experience the worst kinds of treatment and often by the actions of men. I am not going to go into that or else this video is going to be two hours long. But the fact that most of us survive mistreatment and continue to love, to nurture, and to exist is substantial in proving that women possess strength just as they are, without the need to be more masculine or to use our femininity as a means to an end. I can say from my perspective that it took a lot of time for me to realize that I don't have to aspire to a masculine totality in order to be strong in order to be considered, in order to be courageous, in order to be treated as an intellectual, or to be perceived as capable in any space. Our femininity is our strength. We don't need to be anything else. The media should therefore not be selling us the idea that strong women are more masculine than fem feminine. What it means to truly be a strong woman goes far and beyond what the media portrays. Yes, men and women are equal before the law, but our situations are not. Therefore, a woman's strength should be judged by her ability to be a woman who's, who is content with being herself. A woman who is not afraid to take up space and a woman who is unapologetic about being a woman when she takes her rightful seat at the table.
when she leads, she leads as a woman because she knows that a woman that leads as a woman and not as a cheap imitation of a man becomes a very effective leader. She changes lives for the better because a femininity is a strength. It's never a weakness. It can never be. It enables us to build, to be patient, to be kind, to nurture, to support others, to comfort others, to celebrate them and to celebrate with them, to cry with them, and to be so much more. Because a woman that has embraced her strength is a pillar of strength because she knows when to be soft, when to be firm, when to persevere. But most importantly, she knows her worth and recognizes when it's time to fight and when it's time to leave the table. As women, we must believe that we deserve to have a voice, to take up space, as well as to have support. We must always claim this and be unapologetic about it. When we embrace ourselves, we treat ourselves with kindness. We look after our physical health, spiritual health, financial health, as well as our mental health without any feelings of guilt. We must never make ourselves smaller or apologize for our unwelcome opinions. And we must never go out of our way to make other people more comfortable to our own detriment, especially not in our careers. If someone doesn't feel like they have the right to take up space, they are going to feel out of place and are going to literally and figuratively be walked all over for their entire lives. This happens when women fail to embrace or to recognize their right to take up space. They sell themselves short and ultimately limit their potential in life. When you embrace your strength as a woman in any space that you occupy, be it personal or business, you are telling the world that you matter and you know it. You are showing people how you expect to be treated. You are teaching your children and anyone that looks up to you how they should expect to be treated as well as what is unacceptable. When you celebrate, encourage and empower other women, you are proudly flying the sisterhood flag very high. Behind every great woman, I pray that there is another great woman whispering in her ear, you got this. Because to me, that is the true epitome of sisterhood. I'm not saying that this path does not come with bumps and people who will have differing opinions, because it absolutely will. But I'm saying do it anyway. Own your femininity. Own your, 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 your femaleness. Own your strength. And embrace the strength as a woman. Shut out the noise and negatives. Happy Women's Month. My name is Nolan Lemlalazi and I am the Deputy President of Sewe Alumni for the 2021-2022. And I'm going to be answering the question, how important is it to have a mentor in order to grow as a leader? I'm going to answer this question according to my own experiences. Um, I believe having a mentor is very important in order to grow as a leader because I remember I had my first mentor when I was 21 years old. 21 or 22 years old. Um, that's uh, Dr. Notabunwe. Before I met her, I used to be this shy person. I didn't have confidence. I didn't have my voice. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think there were spaces for me in any of the rooms that I've been into um, ever since I met Notabunwe. So she helped me unlock that greatest potential that lies deep 
in me she made me see that the power to be anything just lies deep within me and it was so easy for me to do whatever it is that she was advising me to do because she has done it before so i had this example um all i had to do was like just follow the example and that's how it worked for me she made me realize that i'm a force to reckon with i am capable i'm strong enough i'm fierce uh, it was after so Notabo made me realize that I have great potential. I can be anything that I want to be. She taught me how to shoot my short um, She made me master the art of shooting my short to anyone and Up to date I can count like I remember I became a part of Sable by shooting my short to advocate I, I became a part of Girl Power South Africa by shooting my short uh, to the manager of Girl Power South Africa um, there's so many things that I've accomplished ever since I met Notabo uh, because I learned, I mastered the art of just shooting my short and just believing in myself. So I believe mentorship is important. However, I also think it is important to know that if you find yourself a mentor, your whole life doesn't depend on your mentor. Like you have your own life, they have their own life. So allow them to be their own person and be your own person. Don't expect so much from them. Um, allow them to help you, but you should also be in a position to be able to help yourself. Don't entirely depend on them or wait for them. Um, because there were times when I would cry because Dr. Notabo didn't call me uh, for our mental mentee sessions. But I realized that uh, people who love you can only give you so much. You don't have to feel so entitled. Uh, they can only give you so much and then you have to do the rest for yourself. Um, so I think that's all you need to do. Give yourself a mentor but also always remember that you are your own person they are, on, they are their own person and you're not entitled to anything they help you you help yourself then you will be good thank you joyous greetings my name is larato madau and i am the sabal alumni academic and legal research officer for the term 2021 to 2022 i chose to answer the question which asks what does sisterhood mean to me now, these days, we use phrases such as sisterhood and sister friend. They're very quite common, you know, in our circles, in our business circle, in our community groups and the like. But what does true sisterhood really mean? Have you recently taken time to observe your closest girlfriends or thoughts on what sisterhood really means to you? Now, bringing it back to myself, what does sisterhood mean to me? When I think of the word sisterhood, I think of more than one individual sharing a blight blood-like connection. A sister is someone who you can talk to when you can't talk to anyone else. Someone you can get into an argument with and laugh within the next second as if nothing had happened because, you know, it was not meant in a harmful way. She is someone who can make you laugh when you feel like crying and will always keep it at 100% with you by not telling you what you want to hear but what you need to hear. That's someone you can depend on to be your rock when everything else is shaky. I believe that sisterly love means to accept your sister for what and who she is, flaws and all. Sisterhood to me means lifting each other's crowns, supporting one another and helping a sister out when, you, when she needs it the most. Most importantly, just being there for one another. 
Now, I would like to leave you with a quote about sisterhood, which says, A sister is a gift to the heart, a friend to the spirit, a golden thread to the meaning of life, which is by Isadora James. And that's what sisterhood means to me. Thank you. Why should women celebrate each other? My answer, why shouldn't we? There's something so historical that happened when our then Miss South Africa assumed the position and crown of being Miss Universe. When John C. was crowned, uh, the then Miss Nigeria slept and screamed her lungs out in celebration. Although she didn't win, she was so happy for Zonzi. That moment stood out for me and made me so proud. It was that day when I realized that whether our achievements are big or small, we must collectively celebrate as women. In actual fact, celebrating each other spreads positivity and it also encourages others and the society at large. It has been said for decades that women hate each other and that they are jealous of each other. By simply celebrating each other for one another for the level of a better way, it shows that this myth is not true. Therefore, celebrating each other should be an all-year-round thing and not only should it happen in Let us all normalize celebrating and celebrating each other because if we don't, Greetings, my name is Madeleine Fuking and I'm the inaugural president of Civil Alumni and I'm currently serving as the Civil NPC COO. What a, what a beautiful gesture from the civil escrow for us sisters, for us as sisterhood to partake in this beautiful Bogoto marvels, especially seeing that Women's Month is coming to an end. By the way, for the last time this month and this year, happy Women's Month to all the beautiful civil alumni women. To me, sisterhood means that women coming together, women assisting each other, women empowering each other and guiding each other. It is very important for women to cheer one another because if you cheer another woman, that same woman will cheer for you too. A study has found that <clears throat> the outcomes of COVID-19 related cases and deaths were actually doing much better in countries that are led by women. And that on its own, it's proof enough. And that on its own is sufficient that women are great leaders. But to put that aside, it has been evident through the number of years that women are good leaders. But what is important, my sisters, is that we really need to empower each other. We really need to support each other. I personally would like to ask all my sisters to stop talking about woman empowerment, but actually to actualize woman empowerment. We need to actualize women empowerment by assisting each other as women. If a certain individual or rather a certain sister has walked um, a, a journey a journey which an aspiring sister wishes to walk or rather a journey that an aspiring sister wishes to arrive at 
that particular sister that has walked this journey must hold that aspiring woman's hand and assist her to make sure that she reaches her end goal. We need to ask ourselves and say, what is it that we are doing as women to contribute to society to make sure that women are getting a seat at the table? We are always talking about how women deserve a seat at the table. My sisters, what are you doing personally to make sure that that other woman is getting a seat at the table? We need to stop talking about how the women of 1965 have done a great work. They've, they've done indeed wonderful, marvelous, great work. But now the time has come for us to actualize women empowerment and empower each other through actions. And that on its own, we will see massive change. And that on its own, we will see a rise in numbers of more and more women having a seat at the table. Thank you.